Welcome everybody to Bitten by a Radioactive Podcast, where we give powers to a name. My name is Demon Knight, and I tried something a little bit different there with the intro, different tones, different intonations. Did that sound good, Jade, uh, Jade Sarson and Josh Randall? <laughs> Are you going to edit out the, the mispronunciation of my name there? Um, yes, if you wouldn't draw attention to it. I mean, I can't really skirt around it if you point at it with some great big neon arrows. Gee, oh, I'll, I'll put these other neon arrows away then. Uh, you were talking so smoothly. It was, it was nice. Yeah, and then it, I just haven't got the consistency that's required for long-term podcasting, I guess. Do you know what I'm wondering? Whatever happened to our original tagline? Real, real heroes from random prompts? Whatever happened yeah. to that, Dean? I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm all for this uh, giving powers to a name because it's, you know, it, it works. It's a, it's a nice little mm. play off the uh, thing. But whatever happened to real heroes from random prompts? Real Heroes from Random Prompts, Josh, is more of a marketing tagline, right? It's the elevator pitch. Okay. Right. You don't you don't yell out the elevator pitch every time you introduce your products. I do. You, you, well, that's great. And how's that gone for you? Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> yeah, I thought so. Can I so, make a request that one week you do the intro like that? One sexy radio host from the boat that rocked. You know the one that does the announcements at like six a.m. Um, how does how do they sound? He's like, whoa. So you'd have to be like, welcome. <laughs> that would be the uh, sort of the post MCM Comic Con episode where my throat is literally just a pile of broken glass. Okay, I welcome that. And I'll just hey, give me like, hey there, listeners. You've been listening <laughs> to Bitten by a Radioactive Podcast, where we give powers to a name. I mean. Real heroes from random problems. <laughs> Alright, so, marketing aside, we should really, we should market some of these comics we've been reading. And by marketing, I mean suggesting that our dear listeners give them their time and uh, have a look at them. So, let's know, let's be real about this. The only reason we do comics recommendations is because we are thirsty as heck for comics conversation. So we, we just want you to read them so that we have someone else to talk about them with. Again, Jade's pulling back the curtain. I need someone to tell that books are good. <laughs> They're just good. Just good. Josh, well volunteered. What's just good this week? Well, uh, the most latest thing I was reading was Delicious in Dungeon Volume 2, but I've already recommended that. You did? Yeah. So what I've gone for is, I mean, it's been a while since it happened, so I like to think that the wound has been slightly healed. Um, mm -hmm. This week, I'm going with My Lesbian Experience with Loneliness by Nagata <laughs> Kabi, um, which is a oh, delightful book Jade. I picked up at Thought Bubble. I'm I still so, haven't got my hands on it. I'm so sorry, Jade. Uh, I also took the only copy in Leeds, apparently. It's very true. Yeah. No, do go on. Don't let me stop you. Yeah. Um, obviously, I won't mention much, not only for our listeners, but for you, Jade. Thank you. That's so gracious of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So basically, it's an autobiographical comic by, um, I think we were kind of reacting to the name whilst I was saying the author, but it's uh, Nagata Kabi. I'm never good with pronunciations. Pronunciations and it's impressions okay. are not my strong point. Um, you, you're trying. You're giving it a good, hard try. Yes. Uh, but it's basically an autobiographical comic uh, exploring like mental health, sexual exploration, and uh, the author's own kind of experiences with growing up. Hmm. And, I mean, this only happens on like, the first few pages, so I don't mind spoiling this bit. But it's all in the lead-up to an experience 
the author has with uh, a female escort in a love hotel. Ooh. Ooh. Mm. And <laughs> I, was, I was about to lean into my old trope there and just say it's, it's really good. Um, <laughs> and I will say, you know, just first off, I'll just get my stamp out, bang, right on there. It is just good. Um, Seal approval. It, yeah. Right there. It really handles um, like the whole anxiety and depression bits really well. Like it's a really like frank book. Hmm. And yeah, it was just really kind of like despite the fact that I have none of the similar kind of experiences that she's having, but I can kind of connect with it really well. Yeah. So she's getting a, her point across really, really well. She's making it very sympathetic. Yes. Thank you, Jay. Yeah. I mean, that's surely a mark of uh, approval right there if you, Josh, as a straight white dude, can appreciate this uh, <laughs> lesbian lady's experiences and yeah. not only not only appreciate but sort of connect, then yeah. it just goes to show, man. In a way, we're all human beings in this world, drifting from moat to moat, gaining experience and something, something philosophical <laughs> Nice, bullshit. Nice trail off. Therefore, yeah. you can go Thank, thank you for the analogy, Dean. <laughs> well, I'm good for him. Um, so, moving swiftly on. Um, I've been reading something a little bit more, a little bit more child-friendly, but definitely something that's incredibly entertaining, charming, and funny all in the same time, and just a gorgeous, gorgeous art style. I've been reading Cucumber Quest by uh, GGDG, and oh my goodness, it's been a good one. Hmm. Um, I know Jade's a, a big fan of uh, Gigi. Um. We always talk about color on this podcast. <laughs> it's probably one of the best web comics out there for limited color palettes and soft color shading. It's it's mm. just so clever, so clever. She is the cartoon queen of colors, no doubt about it. Um, just a quick plot synopsis. It's it's fairly simple. Uh, it's your classic world in peril, and there's a uh, it's all about a reluctant hero and his not-so-reluctant sister on, and their quest to stop evil taking over. The evil queen is summoning the Nightmare Knights and only the legendary hero can stop them. But Cucumber isn't really um, the, a legendary hero. He gets it. Not everyone else gets it, though. Uh, his sister, Almond, is way into this. She's trained to be a knight. She's good with the sword. She loves action. Shows the action shows as well. But in this world full of rabbit people, worlds made of food and uh, flowers and seashells, Cucumber just wants to go to school and be like an average an average teenager. And this book, this webcomic, just oozes this charm and this sense of like, like video games past. Like she draws a lot of inspiration from things such as Kirby and the old Paper Mario games and that just like comes out of every part from this book even in like the way it's structured but it's not afraid to not only make fun of the inspirations but sort of itself as well it's not afraid to point out what's dumb and what's what's what should be happening in this particular situation it's so good I'm, now now I'm falling into the <laughs> classic uh, Josh hey, tropes. Hey, hey. you're on my turf step off get you your own, your own uh, trademark yeah. It's really neat. There you go. It's a it's a love letter to classic um, video games, a beautiful cartoon adventure that really, really anyone can enjoy. And 
as we've mentioned, the art is just sublime. It's used, like, one of our favorite things, it's color used as a storytelling tool that's not afraid to go a little bit overboard. And yeah, it's, it's a chunky one. She's been working on it for years. You should definitely have a look, take a peek in, and who knows, we might see you 700 pages down the line. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, yeah. It's been picked up by first second as well, so it's being it has. Know, like properly published. It's going to be properly published as, very as soon. As all the adults say. Mm. Of course, it's all available online, mm. so you should check it out, support it. Now, Jay, Jay, mm-hmm, Jay, Jay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you've been a tag team with me on Cucumber Quest. What? What? Are, but you got to go solo now, so oh, it's your sorry. turn. Great, just abandon me for this. Okay, well, I've been having a real crappy few days, and then... A week after that, I had another few crappy days and Mm. it's just kind of been a sprinkling of crappy days every so often this past sort of month. Um, So I decided to go back to a pure manga because we haven't talked about something really pure in a while. It's true. We've Mm. not reached that wholesome, pure, delightful, Mm -hmm. just straight goodness. Yes, exactly. This is just good. I mean, it's it's pure. It's pure. <laughs> so, um this is a series that when I saw it um at a convention, I immediately picked up six volumes in one purchase. So, if that's any kind of uh vouching for how good it is, you know. Yeah. So, it's it's called Sweetness and Lightning. Uh it's mm-hmm. by Guido Amagakure. And it's it's another food-based manga. Um, we love our food on this podcast. If it's not got good color schemes, it's probably got food in it. Um, Dude, like when you when you get a little bit older, all you really care about is like a nice, solid, chunky, hearty, tasty, colorful. delectable meal. Yes, exactly. Also and that's exactly what this manga is about. So. A very quick summary of the plot is it's about um, a teacher and his very small toddler called um, Tsumugi. I forget how old she is, but she's a very, very small child. Um, Very loud. like three or four. Three or four, maybe, yeah. Hmm. Uh, I mean, she's in um, preschool, uh, kindergarten, that sort of age. Um, Yeah. And they've both just lost someone. Um, He's lost his wife and she's lost her mother. And... Basically, they're not taking care of themselves, like they're not eating properly. They're eating a lot of sort of ready meals and things like that. They're not cooking properly. Um, And they're not actually communicating much either because, you know, they've suffered this big loss and they're just trying to survive it, really. Hmm. But don't worry, as depressing as it sounds, it's... Such a pure comic. (laughs) It's The reason I have been plowing through these six volumes at such a slow pace is... It's one of those things that I can just pick up, read a single chapter, and feel immediately better about anything that's happened. Yeah. Because quite, it's just um, so pure. The the chapters are like separate stories, aren't they? Well, k- kind of. Um, it's more that it's just broken down into really digestible heh, digestible <laughs> chunks. Um, <laughs> basically, you can sum it up as every chapter they make a new recipe. Yeah. So basically the reason they start cooking together is um, they decide to go cherry blossom viewing one day and they bump into one of the teacher's students who's crying in a public park for some reason. And it turns out she's not sad. She's just crying over how good the meal is that her mother made for her. (laughs) And it transpires that her mother owns a restaurant and she's like a TV chef and she's never around. So this restaurant is not being used. And so they decide to start a little cooking club and they just go and cook every so often together and come up with new recipes. And because they're all complete beginners, 
you kind of learn along with them as well. Hmm. So it's just so wholesome. It does sound wholesome. All you need is a club and some food, and you've got us hook, line, and sinker. Exactly. And one other thing I'd like to mention that makes this special is this is one of those few rare occasions where I actually find a toddler really likable. <laughs> <laughs> Like she's not annoying Aww. in the least. She's so well written as like she does all those annoying things that a toddler does, like tantrums and you know questioning, like saying asking really dumb questions. But she's just so endearing. Yeah, it, it, she's um, she gets a little fussy with her food as well. Yeah. Naturally, being someone of her age, but she she is the star of the show without a doubt. Mm-hmm. And also, I did watch a few episodes of the anime that they uh, aired. If, I think it would be almost like a year ago or something. Quite quite recent, but well, yeah, that's why I ended up well. picking up six volumes in one go because I was like, we'd seen a few episodes of the anime, and that cheered me up so much. I was like, I need the manga form. <laughs> mm. This will cheer me also. Sweetness and lightning, cucumber quest, and uh, my lesbian experience with loneliness. Three delicious, wholesome comics all about eating. <laughs> and they're just they should, good. That that are just good. All right, we're all fueled up with inspiration. But first, before we get into things, naturally, I gotta tell you all about reviews. So leave us an iTunes review, and whatever name you leave on that account on that review, we shall churn through the hero machine and transform it into a superhero on this very show. We'll give him superpowers. We'll give him uh, relationships, plots. The whole shebang. Even a romantic interest. So, review. Five stars, of course. Five stars, always five stars. Leave us a name. And you too can be a hero. You can. You definitely can. Believe in yourself. Leave us a review, please. (laughs) All right. So, let's get to the bread and butter of this episode. Jade, Josh, Mm -hmm. it's getting on a bit now in October. So, what are you guys looking forward to? towards the end of October. Don't answer that question. I tell you what you're both looking forward to. He tells us what we're allowed to think now. That's what it's come to. Soon enough, like next week's episode, will just be done by Dean and occasionally we'll just kind of go, hmm, yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I want it. That's my perfect show. Bitten by a radioactive Dean. But no, Thor Ragnarok is coming out very it soon. Is. I tell right? you what, you weren't wrong. I am looking yeah. forward to that. <laughs> That is the exact thing I'm looking forward to at the end of this month. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Now, Josh. Yep. What are you most looking forward to in Thor Ragnarok? Is this another rhetorical question, or do I actually have to answer it? You are allowed to answer. Go okay. Um, well, for me, it's actually the seeing how the director deals with Thor. Because okay. uh, the director is Taika Waititi. Waititi, who did a, so many good films. Um hmm. Namely, uh, What We Do in the Shadows and uh, Hunt for the Wilder People. Well, you didn't answer that the way I expected you <laughs> I to. I thought you so were going to say Jeff Goldblum. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Jade gets the correct answer. We're all oh. looking forward to Jeff Goldblum's role as the... what? What's his character? He's the Grandmaster. The Grandmaster. So, Jeff Goldblum was the inspiration for today's generator. I can't possibly see how, but go ahead. Well... Let's break down that name. Jeff. Jeffrey. We, that's not really a hero name. Let's put that in the bin. But Gold Bloom, right? That's a pretty cool name if we just put a space between those two words. Right. So I'm not quite sure what to call this method. I don't want to call it the, the Gold Bloom method. Or maybe like the, the Gold Bloom machination or something. Something real classy to fit the man. 
So the Goldblum method, go ahead. The, yeah. the Goldblum theory. The Goldblum. Oh, I, think, I think method works because I mean, we've had the Doomfist method. Mm-hmm. So I think to go on for like a new little thing we're going to do, I think the Goldblum method works pretty well. Here's me trying to inject some class into this podcast. You know, you're dragging me down. That's apparently what we're here for. Bitten by a radioactive Dean coming soon. I, I, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't abandon that impression, Josh. I'm so proud. Wow. I was so close. Ah, <laughs> oh, so the Goblin method, I guess. We're going to take a precious metal and a flower <laughs> and we're going to smush them together. Okay. For Ragnarok, we're not sponsored by you, but you should get in touch. We got, we got pulling power. So I have some precious metals here. Now, precious isn't how you might expect. We're talking precious as in very expensive metals. So of course, there's gold, silver, platinum. But then we have things like palladium, uh, ruthenium. Don't rhodium. don't read them all out. You might get one, and then it'll it'll be ruined. I was going to say I was about to mention like palladium daisy or something. But I swear, if we get that now, I'm just going to bang out. I mean that Genetics. that's very true. Uh, of course, as well. Then we have. Uh, some random flowers. We know flower names. Let's come on. Give us a prompt. Come on. I'm itching okay. to go. Okay. So I've got a list of about eleven random. Seven. Number seven. I was gonna roll my my d10. Actually. No, Josh has given you the number seven. Seven. Okay. Seven is iridium. Five. Um, I've not got a list. I'm gonna <laughs> generate a list. Damn it. Jesus. Jesus. You're you're on this. So I'm gonna press the generate button five times. How about that? Okay, that's fair. It's broken. <laughs> Iridium, it's broken. Um, <laughs> okay, right. Um, for um, That could be a really avant-garde name for a hero. Five. Iridium, it's broken is here. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually pronounced, it's broken. Um, I need a number between one and three. Two. Always. Oh, you have done it today. Uh-oh. Who is... Iridium cherry blossom. Oh, we've we've done it. We've finally killed the show. This will be our last episode. Iridium cherry blossom. I'm so sorry. This is all your fault because you you said both five and three. My bad. Just for that, Jade, you you have first uh, first carving of the turkey here. Who is Iridium cherry blossom? Hmm. Well, I did mention cherry blossoms in my. Uh, recommendation because cherry blossom viewing is like a mm. sort of what would you call it like a not a tradition like like a it's festival more, event type thing yeah like a social activity do. yeah yeah um so maybe it could be something based around that event i'm gonna i'm gonna throw in my hat i'm gonna pitch it to you though jade you still have first carving but check this out iridium cherry blossom for me it conjures images of punk rock punk bands mm-hmm. you know it there's that that juxtaposition you know it's it is kind of like having like all oh, toxic toxic puppy you know that kind of style name so the the contrast of like something really strong and hard against something perceived as weak and flimsy um, yeah i'm I, sorry i would like to mention quickly uh iridium is actually a very hard but brittle uh metal oh that's very true i do have some information about iridium from this list. Iridium is one of the densest materials. It also has one of the highest melting points and is the most corrosion-resistant element. Hmm. It's used in pen nibs, watches, jewelry, 
compasses, electronics, and in medicine and in the automotive industry. And a major source of it is found in South Africa. Boom! You just got facts. Can I also mention how interesting it is that iridium, its atomic number is 77. What number did we generate to get iridium? Oh my god. <gasps> oh. It was number seven. What? Yeah, but I said I said five and two. <gasps> Whoa, shit. Seven, seven. Fuck. Jesus. It, I, Shut the show's it down. been saved. <laughs> it, it, whoa. Do we have to include seven in here somewhere? 77. The character's age is 77. Ooh. Iridium cherry blossom is 77 years old. Yes. And they weigh 77 <laughs> tons. Because technically, nope, nope, that's not how atomic weight works. <laughs> okay, so, I have an idea. Go on. Um, I'm thinking along the lines of something we haven't done in a while, which is a character that isn't human. Ooh. Um, basically, what if a cherry blossom was taken from sort of Japan and then planted in... Where did you say iridium was mainly found? There's a large source found in South Africa. Okay, so it's taken to somewhere in South Africa and planted and grows for 77 years. So it's probably quite a small tree. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be big enough. Big enough, but, you know, they, they take hundreds of years to... to it's not going to be like your mighty massive. oak size. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then perhaps it gains sentience and the ability to, I don't know. Fight crime. F- fight crime somehow. Yeah, like I'm thinking like it gains a humanoid form eventually. Hmm. Y- you know exactly what I'm thinking of with when I refer to heroes we've created that are personifications of objects. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've had Travel Express, exactly. who was a train, Stone and Muller. A lot of early work were things. Mm. Although... You're taking this extremely literally. That's that's my only potential criticism so far. Fair enough. You want to try I, something else? I would well, like us to go back to the punk rock angle. And I'm sure that we can almost combine these ideas into some sort of aged punk rock tree. <laughs> but of course, because it's a tree, it's not going to look outwardly aged. At least not extremely, right? No. Oh man, and they'll have like cool, like fucking silver skin and everything. It'll be like Colossus, but ten times as heavy. Well, yeah, like that was kind of like the the beginning of a potential story. So, like somehow, once they get to South Africa, they'll come in contact with like an iridium source, and then hmm. you know fuse somehow with it and gain iridium powers. I'm not sure. <laughs> help, help. Well, um, another thing I was thinking about was the fact that. We don't have a lot of heroes in our roster, in our universe, in our uh, collection of characters that have alter egos, you know? Mm. We, we don't have a lot of by days, but by nights. Yeah, I think we try to do it, and then we just get so absorbed in their hero persona that we forget about their alter ego. Let's, let's take that on board with Iridium Cherry Blossom. Okay. <laughs> okay, so I kind of like... Iridium Cherry Blossom is definitely their superhero name. Mm. Um, something that they... Well, it's a very literal name, so it's going to have... It's something that they're going to want the world to know. They, they want to, the world to know that they are sort of this sin against nature, this polluted piece of God's green earth. And I think now his... <sighs> okay. We want to do the punk rock thing. Mm-hmm. I think we're, we're sort of leaning towards that. But is the punk rock thing a by day thing or is it a part of their by night persona like they're a punk rock person who goes out and fight crime 
and in the day they work in your, your average Joe office. Like, what? what's the split here? Well, what if they're a musical-based hero? Yes. So, like, yes, yes. maybe during the day they have to perform very kind of gentle, classical, or, I don't know, like, lounge music, shall we say. New wave. For, new for wave. a bar um, or something. Enya-style, new age, natural stylings of music. Oh, maybe they're, like, their branches can form, like, a harp or a guitar or something, violin. Yeah, I guess. Being metal, maybe they can form a xylophone or something. <laughs> I, so are I we saying how... that they can like create wooden and metal things? Because I was kind of going in a different direction. Well, what were you thinking, Jade? Well, I just said like music-based powers. So oh, so like they literally create music instead of having to like form an instrument. Maybe I I don't know. Um, it's just you said let's move away from the literal things, so. though. I. What would this music do? Because I think we should try and go for something a bit more... If it's going to be musical, it also has to be physical. Because mm. recently yeah. we've had a lot of heroes who are very emotional. Yeah, mm. let's not do that again. So Those if it wasn't great, a musical, it'd be on. some sort of metal... They'd be creating metal musical notes that would be hitting people. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that is good, though. If they can create instruments, and if they can create like these big sound waves, maybe... Part of their power is the physical force of, you know, sound waves hitting people. Well, uh, to look at, this is, I have no idea about any of this kind of science behind these things, but if iridium is used in, like, high-performance spark plugs and, like, semiconductors at high temperatures, electrodes, mm. is there some kind of, like, musical instrument kind of thing that we can kind of use, like, like a walking amp kind of thing? What about one of those Ooh. fancy electric violins? See, I was thinking that. Hmm. Like one of the like weird, like you get see-through violins and yeah, ones and you can get are, really like... interesting sounds out of them. Hmm. Can I propose a change? Mm-hmm. A fundamental change to this hero. Go on. It's a comedy hero. She's Iridium Cherry Blossom. She is a. She hates metal of all kinds, and she's looking to eradicate metal from the earth if she was a hero that hates metal why would she name herself after metal because i must become the thing <laughs> i hate most no wait listen yes maybe father, she... i shall become the metal <laughs> maybe she didn't name herself maybe that's the name that's given to her and she hates it oh, also okay. i'm calling her a she um that's just me reacting i guess yeah that's fine she can be a woman um so are you saying like the person that brought her to south africa and plants her like that maybe they have like a planting ceremony because maybe she's planted in an area of like deforestation or something and it's like i dub this tree iridium cherry blossom for it will stand for a thousand years or something (laughs) and definitely won't get poisoned by these very heavy metals underneath she could be going around the world trying to save quote-unquote save us from metal but then like that's kind of a a contradiction because if we can't use metal and she's if she's trying to save us from metal then surely we'd have to use wood and she's made from wood as well this is veering dangerously close to um our ice villain yeah this is you know i keep on thinking things i'm like wait no we've done a hydrosphere stratosphere (laughs) has it really taken 17 episodes for us to be all like retreading on our own ideas (laughs) No, we had that last week. <laughs> <Whoops>. <laughs> um, 
here's here's a potential gag because this is all I got. Um, what if she is just kind of coming back to the music thing? She she comes back to a yeah. town and she's just kind of listening to a new form of music she hasn't heard before, and uh, she kind of grabs someone in the crowd because maybe it's like this really loud gig or something and she just kind of shouts in the din like oh my god i love this what what is this and then this guy just goes what you mean the type of music or what it's it's metal and heavy metal and she's just like i must go now (laughs) but then like a scene like that could be really cool because have we been looking at this from the wrong angle i think we might be i think we've been looking at this as though it's a tree coming into a world of metal what if it's metal coming into a really tree-based place? Go on. Now I'm just I'm just throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks here. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, th- I think this is going to be one of those episodes where we are on rapid 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 fire throwing mode okay. at the wall. Yeah, we're throwing darts at the board. A- I mean, alien metal hits okay. hits this really kind of nature-based planet. So I'm not I'm not even going Earth anymore. I'm just okay. going some kind of nature-based. I'm talking like Moon of Endor kind of stuff. Okay. So cool. a bunch of like this kind of really nature-based treehouse place. Mm-hmm. Alien metal comes in, infects a tree, right, and kind of gains sentience, or maybe like it's a kind of like a golem thing, like an elemental. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it could even be like some kind of weird tree, kind of like Pinocchio situation. Yeah, I was gonna say Pinocchio way earlier, and then I got yeah down talking um, in the music metal thing. So maybe they've obviously been hating how much like everyone really shuns iridium cherry blossom because of how like metal they are you know how they're not they're cold to the touch they're not like warm they don't have they don't have like history ingrained eh, mm-hmm. in them and then they go to a concert and we get this scene where they say oh this is metal oh and then she feels some sort of like kinship with the, the music, music itself and then gets involved with it there okay so so I'm clear. Are we talking about an uh, a intergalactic spacefaring alien tree musician who saves lives and saves the day via metal music? Okay, so we need to establish <laughs> how they use metal music. You using themselves as a conductor, and I let's go down sound waves. Because if you think about it, like wouldn't like sound waves could probably like totally like shred a tree. Mm. Absolutely, like at at great enough volumes. Mm. Now I know I'm trying to think um, of what the symbolism is for cherry blossoms because you know every plant has its its typical. Oh, yeah, that's probably a good um, thing to uh, its roots. Uh, uh, let's have a look. Uh, do you want the symbolism in Japan? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> The transience of the blossom, the exquisite beauty and volatil- uh, volatility, sorry, has often been associated with mortality and graceful and readily acceptance of destiny and karma. For this reason, cherry blossoms are richly symbolic and have been utilized often in Japanese art, manga, anime, and film, as well as at, uh, musical performances for ambient effect. Well, if it's all mortality, surely metal won't really age, but... Trees but what will. if, she, but what if she's a rare example of? Now she's been infected with this um, iridium. If she's a cherry blossom that can't die, then she can't live up to the symbolism of mortality or karma, for that matter. Because if 
she she doesn't take her place. She can't um, bring balance. Is this why to, they fight crime for the karma? Yes, 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 yes. So yes. they believe in like people getting what they deserve for bad behavior. And they're also trying to live because obviously they're never going to have. Maybe they're hoping that if they can kind of build up their own karma as well, so it could be slightly selfish. Um, hmm. That if they build up their own karma, eventually for the potential that they could, you know, hopefully it'll balance out the fact that they were metal for a while. Yeah. Maybe it's a thing of um, they've lived so long, but now they have to earn that extra life, if you know what I mean. Like they've lived beyond the natural age of the cherry blossom people. And so now they, they whoa, feel... Whoa, whoa, if they... cherry blossom people. So there's a group of wood people now? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay, maybe we can try and, like, change the origin bit. Maybe it's less of a alien metal coming in, but more like being bitten by a radioactive sports car or being <laughs> struck struck by a metal piece of lightning. So this, this cherry blossom person, I'm mm-hmm. envisioning that they have no blossoms and they haven't blossomed in years because they well, are... Well, can I give a suggestion that they do have one blossom? Because this is finally... I've, we're trying to figure out how to mention this for a design bit. Mm-hmm. That they're entirely Ooh. like bald, except for like you know the way that people draw cherry blossoms, mm-hmm. like yeah. they have that like a squashed love heart kind of shape. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like just a little tuft of hair on the front of their face. Yeah, I got that. Head. Cool. If you got that, mm-hmm. I just want to throw that out there because that's been that's playing fine. on my mind. That that plays into my hand because I was going to say that maybe they could be that original age we envisioned, but like. You know, it's not the literal age they are, so they're not literally 77, yeah. but to this this race of people, that it's the equivalent of 77, shall we say. Yes. So they're, they're getting on, um, and they haven't blossomed in years, and when they're struck by this space metal, <laughs> they um, they gain these music powers, right? And they, it manifests very physically, right? Yeah. I would say they gain, being metal now, they have, like, sort of resonance. Resonance. Uh, like an extra resonance. Uh, resonance because you know wood is often used for trees and um what what <sighs> hold on wood. a second you mean instruments <laughs> that's a speed car thing if ever i've heard it <laughs> wood is often used for trees everybody i'm coughing blood um wood we need is new often... tree here stat get some wood <laughs> i i've died a death <laughs> oh can i make a suggestion no Always. let me finish my original oh. suggestion please okay then <laughs> you can do yours Sure, sure. Oh, God, okay. Let me just set aside this wood so I can build a tree later. Um, I'm dead. <laughs> this is this is it for me. I'm sorry. Okay, so they gain these physical powers, um, like resonance powers. So I'm guessing it comes back to what you suggested earlier, like they can sort of, I guess, c- cause sound waves and knock people down and cause violence mm. with, with sound, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe as well, like very sharp sounds that can, like pierce ears and whatnot okay. as well. So mm. what I'm thinking is, in your description of the meaning of cherry blossoms, it actually mentioned something that I was thinking of, which is that they're used for ambient effect at musical performances. Yes. So, mm. what if the only way that Iridium cherry blossom can get their full blossom back is when they play truly kind of soothing gentle music that's aiming to save someone, so they can then like to their surprise, they create like a huge cloud of really soft, f- like fallen cherry blossoms that just kind of shoot out of their body and 
create like a, some sort of like cushion if Ooh. someone's like falling to their death and they don't get hurt. That would be like a neat power for them to learn later on, mm. I think. So maybe when they become at peace, naturally yeah, being... Yeah, like, um, I feel it would take a lot of energy for them to do that because that's like growing mm. a lot of stuff. Yes. It's like a combination of their original power as a wood person and their new sound powers. It would be their true form bursting through the iridium as well. Mm. Sort of a um, a real, very deep spiritual thing for them. Oh, ooh, what if? What if? Because this metal has become part of them. I'm sorry, I'm just going off now because I've finally had some ideas. No, 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 that's fine. Um, no, it's been a struggle. Yes, sorry. What if I'm I'm just getting like a lot of visions of like a really cool battle idea where they go to like save this person that's falling. Um, maybe they're actually in a fight with a villain that they don't want to kill this person because they don't believe that karma would suggest that this person dies. They just I think they be would be. They would be very against death. Yeah, so maybe this villain is like falling to their death and so they get desperate and they're playing this music and suddenly they just, they feel like this gentle melody come through even in their panic. So, you know, this cushion of cherry blossoms formed. But then the villain, you know, they recover and they start lunging at, at Iridium Cherry Blossom. So naturally the tempo of their music picks up and it becomes harsher and suddenly these cherry blossoms get very dark and sharp and maybe metallic-y. Ooh, so like like mood music, reflecting what they're feeling. Yeah. Can it be played on the shamisen? Okay. Aren't those things like, there's like a leather over them? Isn't that? Um, It can be a very, no, they're kind of, they're mainly wooden, aren't they? Or or is this another case of BBRP don't know thing? Wait, shamisen is like the traditional old guitar that they used to play in Rakugo. Do yeah. they have wood? Are they entirely wood? Because I want to say oh, there's no. like some kind of weird like fabric kind of thing pulled over it. Yeah, it's it's like a a, a banjo. So there's like a a, a skin on the top. Now, I thought this... you were thinking of like you know cellos, how the strings are made of catgut. Hmm. The technical name is called the comma. I'm not sure what its construction is, but maybe it could be a very smooth, thin film of iridium. Yeah. Well, this actually ties into something I was going to mention because obviously people make instruments out of wood. Mm -hmm. In a world of wood people, what do they make instruments out of? Oh, that's a good point. It would be a very sacred um, tradition where they would take wood from perhaps an elder or maybe even their parents and use that to construct the (laughs) instrument of their choice. This offcut is made of my father. Uh, (laughs) It, well, it ties into karma. It's balance. It's a piece of yourself that you pass down. Maybe it could even be... I don't want it be, it be used of dead people because that yeah, would be Yeah, this weird. is what I was going to think. I was going to say about like maybe music for them is the wind blowing through the trees. Oh. Which is a- why this kind of weird tree metal person bring in their own kind of brand of music because they can't funnel wind anymore. Ooh. Exactly. They're kind of making okay. this kind of weird sound. If you hmm. get me, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't want us to go off like basic because I know we've started to just start getting kind of like we've been sharpening the blade and now we're pretty much there. So we're at a crossroads here. Pretty much, we can either choose to have these cherry blossom people make music from instruments that they pass down from wood of varying sources, 
an elder or maybe they use their own wood as some sort of ritual, etc. Or there's the route that the music they create is the natural music that the wind makes when bristling through the leaves. Well, yeah, so this is what I was trying to say is we could do both, which is um, they could, instead of getting like piercings and tattoos like we do, they could modify parts of their body, you know, like putting a few <laughs> holes in a finger and then they turn that into a little flute. <laughs> I'm just imagining them kind of like carving, like, you know, one of those like little, you know, those lollipop whistles? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just trying to like cut one of their fingers and go, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Do you know what I mean, though? Like, yeah, that yeah, could yeah. be part of their tradition. Like, you, you've come of age, you can join the grand orchestra now. Jade, can I. Uh, work on your we can do both idea. Go on. We can do both. The second. Oh. So how about there's a traditional versus contemporary split. The youngins both want Ooh. to uh, modify their bodies in more radical ways and even make music not from their bodies. Ew. But the traditional way of doing things is to let the music happen naturally and perhaps minor adjustments to the branches themselves in order to create the music okay okay i've, I've got i've got a scenario go on uh coming back to the orchestra i mentioned mm-hmm. so it, it's like a big tradition like a coming of age thing and every year there's like a, a new performance and as part of their tradition when these new adults play this piece of music they generate cherry blossoms and it like surrounds this whole performance yes um what if iridium cherry blossom is someone that couldn't do it when they came of age like they didn't have the power to generate any cherry blossoms by playing the music that they were told to play because it was traditional and it just didn't feel right for them it wasn't part of them yeah oh and then the very no the same night she gets uh infected by this otherworldly substance this iridium and then she she feels so ostracized and so almost self-outcasted that she goes on a celestial soul-searching journey, which results in her discovering that she fucking hates injustice. Um, okay, we need we need to tie in the the crime fighting element here. But we still yeah, had that, okay, that so, karma thing, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say you could have it that like. She's she's definitely like quite unique in that she can use sound as a power. I only mm. mentioned the cherry blossom thing like that's the one thing they can do with sound as as part of their culture as part of their their being. Yes. But because of the way the metal has infused with her, she's the only one that can physically manifest sound. Mm. In in a way that can harm or or save people, you know. So like this, her, this her, resonance that you mentioned. Yeah, her hands yeah. will vibrate and that yeah, creates sort yeah. of like a Almost like a, a theremin style sound, like a so. What if what if there are other people like her? Like, what if your class in society is based on like how how nice your cherry blossoms are and how well groomed you your your person your person as a wood person is? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Oh, okay. your grain's looking wonderful today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've got a lot of errant trim and you know branches down there Oof, you need to trim those are we going to keep her on this planet then yes yeah yeah okay i feel like I she'd, had... if she's 
about karma. She'd want to yeah. save people around her that she knows. Okay, that's I, cool. I, I, I had like a Guardians of the Galaxy oh, vision, but no. I'm, I'm ready to ditch okay. that. I don't want to take Jade's job of thinking up like a finale. No, please do, because I'm stuck. What about some sort of musical duel against a villain? Yeah. As they're always kind of moving, like the cherry blossoms, I know you said you didn't want to focus on it, but like we've kind of got this whole moving of cherry blossoms and like the hardening of them. What if they kind mm-hmm. of do a, like some sort of musical battle for control of the cherry blossoms and they kind of mm-hmm. use. It'd be like if two waterbenders fought each other. Yeah, in, yeah. In yes. Airbender. Um, cherry blossom benders. <laughs> We'll call them. Sure. Did that, did that ever happen in like in in the TV series where you know they'd fight over contested control of an element? It's usually that if someone has elemental powers, they don't really get contested. So I like this idea of you know putting your your power of control up to the test, not physically just fighting. Mm. I want to pitch an idea for a villain, or at least like the the bare Good. bones idea. Okay. Um, it's got to be someone who is at peace as well for, you know, no good reasons, of course, but it has to be someone who is at the same level as an endgame Iridium Cherry Blossom. Like, how do you fight someone who is also spiritually at peace despite them doing evil actions? <gasps> the Conductor. Bing, bang, Josh. That's all I've Go got. On. That's all I've got. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have a name. <laughs> but what better way of you know bringing in all this orchestral stuff? And they're going to be at the top of their game. Mm. They can control this entire like city of wooden instrument people. I think it's only natural that the person who and they're, they're also going to be controlling the way that these people play their music. Mm. This is obviously going to be like pure kind of like old generation stuff distilled into a person. Because like if anyone goes off key, it's like nope, slap around the face with a leaf. Yeah, Josh, that kind of stuff. Not my tempo, kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, this is this is basically oh, no. yeah. This is the whiplash of uh, <laughs> wood-based alien superheroes. The great thing is, the great thing is, we can have this villain go after the iridium as well. I mean, how are Ooh. they going to make the perfect sound if they're made of this wood that's prone to warping and to distortion? And to buzzing, but a metal creates pure tone, especially one of the densest metals on the elemental table. If anything, you'd think they'd probably want them to get rid of the metal. That's them out of line, you know. They don't like the idea of this iridium because it, it is it's wrong. You know, it's not it's unnatural. It's, yeah, it's not natural. So they'd probably want to try and use the cherry blossoms in some way to kind of remove, like purge Ooh. this metal from the system. Okay, maybe this is a point of contention moral contention with the conductor this is the the very slim crack in their psyche i suppose this could be a like frollo hunchback and notre dame thing obviously he'll have a whole hellfire kind of sequence (laughs) well yeah this is the thing they're gonna hate the iridium because it's alien it's not pure but then uh, they're gonna love it because of its tonal qualities its oral qualities Mm. so it's like how do you what what do you do? What do you do, Conductor Man? Do you kill Iridium Cherry Blossom? This this wanderer who's been uh, traveling your towns, uh, ridding them of evil. What do you do? Hmm. I think I think that would be a, a cool showdown. Like both of them, sort of looking looking inwards and discovering, like trying to 
patch of that last fault, whether or not they accept it or they just tackle it head on. Wait, so why does Iridium Cherry Blossom just fight this conductor? Like, there has to be a reason. They have to believe mm. that this conductor deserves punishment, right? I'm trying to link it into that performance we came up with where she um, she doesn't bloom. Maybe, ooh, maybe oh, cool. she believes. Maybe she believes the conductor is the reason why she didn't bloom. Maybe, yeah. Maybe, maybe he this... is the reason. It's not that she oh. believes. Maybe he is. Oh. Obviously, if this person is trying to control the orchestra to their proper like will and stuff, maybe they've got some sort of like past thing. <gasps> oh, <sighs> I'm just going to straight up steal an idea here. Jacket Go from something really good that I very much enjoyed uh, a few months ago. What if the conductor is siphoning blossom power from the new adults? <gasps> because, oh, and maybe this is for karmic reasons. They believe that the more mm. blossoms they have, like... The better music they can create? Or, or the... the better life they'll have after they do expire? Hmm. Okay. Oh, so, like, people who are high up on the ladder, they get, like, the the wood person equivalent of, like... A really fancy tune. Maybe. Well, um, I think it'd be more of a spiritual thing, yeah. but that's kind of hard to show. Mm. I kind of like, I kind of like the idea uh, going a few steps back of them uh, one being the cause of Iridium's lack of blooming and her having a lot of this like rage at him. Like, I feel like the key reason for someone to bloom in this society would be that they're performing music in a way that feels right to them. Yeah. And so this conductor is very rigid and is like traditional and you have to perform music this way. And sure, that's right for a lot of people who, you know, don't need to bend against the rules or anything. Those people blossom fine and they turn into upstanding fine citizens and they go on to be very rich and famous and high members of society. But for anyone that this conductor is just like, no, your way of performing music is wrong and it's shit and get out of my orchestra. You know, they, mm. they lose confidence in themselves, they can't express themselves, and so they, you know, they will and they can't bloom. And so maybe it's like a thing about confidence and yes. expressing yourself. Then may I pitch a different version of Iridium Cherry Blossom? Not wildly different, but. I was going to say, we're well, like an hour in. <laughs> <laughs> this, is normally, this is normally summing up time. We're really, really pushing it here. It's fine. It's fine. Um, Iridium Cherry Blossom. She's a hero, but not for the typical uh, fighting crime reasons. She is a hero amongst uh, her people, especially younger trees people. Saplings. Um, especially with the saplings, because <laughs> she's not um, saving them. She's helping them discover who they are. She's roaming the the world, and she's. She's not teaching music per se, but she's teaching forms of confidence and exploration. She's teaching expression. Exactly. She's an artist hero. Is she is she performing like underground metal gigs then? Yes. <laughs> she's performing these weird forms of music which puts her in the the target of a lot of of the older generation who believe in the traditional values, but of course being trees they're not very rigid to change. And Wait, they are rigid to tra to change. You mean I, they're not sorry. willing to bend? Being trees, they're not willing to bend and there they're very <laughs> rigid to change. <laughs> and this takes many forms, but the pinnacle of the older generation is the conductor. And now we can wrap things up. <laughs> so <laughs> before, we, before we wrap up, 
I feel like we we need to like confirm exactly some some final details before we can actually do a wrap up because then it'll be one of those wrap ups where we just keep going off on tangents. Mm, okay. Um, so she's not going around saving people physically. No. But she has physical powers, so I guess sometimes she saves people physically. She can, she can um, look after. Uh, she can, she can hold herself. I guess when you cause a ruckus, some fights might ensue. Metal concerts, after all. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Self exploration is is uh, going to cause some growing pains. Yeah, and then you know protests and, and mm. getting in, you know, the wood people version of the fuzz and all that. Exactly. Okay. The, the furs. The, the moss. <laughs> both both good. <laughs> so what what is she like is the conductor her big final boss? How does the the fight with the conductor end is what I want to know. Ooh. Well, that's for our listeners to decide. That's such a cop out. <laughs> no, okay. Let me let me plug it. Um plug this not Obviously hard. if this if the conductor is kind of like accumulating blossoms, could it be that using the power of self-expression they're almost like plucking the cherry blossoms and the stronger mm-hmm. that like almost like the crescendo of all this music comes like the weaker and the more wilted the conductor becomes like maybe it's sort of mm-hmm. like a show or something yeah he's so deeply rooted in his values he's willing to die for them mm. but but right iridium is more open to change so she sort of realizes that maybe Blossoming isn't the be all and end all. Oh no, but that goes against the whole thing, doesn't it? Mm, yeah. No, no, not necessarily. Like maybe she felt forced to create blossoms because yes, um, you know, to these people it's always about you must express yourself in this way, not in any other way, to fulfill your potential and, and bloom. But maybe she realizes that I can just ex- enjoy expressing myself regardless of whether it results in anything and regardless mm. of whether, you know, I blossom or not. I'm fine with the way I am. Beautiful. Beautiful. And like she showed in this performance, she shows that to all these kids and all these older adults who've been rejected by society and they all, maybe they all join in this really kind of folky concert or something where they all play <laughs> a little bit differently. Sort of a jam session. Yeah, like a wild jam session. <laughs> okay. Are, are you happy now, Jade? Yes, Any I'm more? happy now. I'm sorry. I had to confirm. I needed to get resolution. That's I, okay. I am not happy. Just because I have oh. two, two more things to mention. Uh, one, on. the conductor needs to have a really long finger to use as the conducting little wand thing. Yes, yes. Both um, uh, both as a wand and as a, like a bow for like a... Oh, no, he doesn't have instruments. Go on, go on, no. go on. And two, there needs to be a bonsai person who's really neatly trimmed. <laughs> yes. Now I'm happy. <laughs> uh, it's it's going to be ripe for visual gaggery with uh, tree people, that's for ooh, sure. Oh, one last thing. So around this traditional concert hall, there's a track that's made of wood. And, <laughs> you know, there's... <laughs> they Thank don't have dogs Thank you so much for listening <laughs> and for not listening to the jarble gargle that's going on behind me. <laughs> So, Hashtag wooden sidetrack. No, no. He been a- he barks. <laughs> yes, <laughs> there it is. I was looking for something dog-based and tree-based named. Goodbye. I'm done. Goodbye. <sighs> I'll be, I'm out. I'll show myself out. Seventeen episodes of this I've had. I'm, while Jade is dying in the ether, I'm just going to do a quick wrap up as this has been a bit of a winder. So, 
Iridium Cherry Blossom is a member of the Cherry Blossom race of people found on a far-off planet who have a culture based around music and music creation, expression, etc. But during a blossoming ceremony where she's playing with many other uh, Cherry Blossom people, everyone else is blossoming due to their expression and the music being played, but she doesn't. She's not blossoming, therefore... The significance of that is she feels unfulfilled at her well, lowest point. she's also point. literally outcast of society. Yes. And during her lowest point, she gets struck by a, shall we say, like a gloop of alien iridium? Well, it could be like some sort of asteroid that has melted, because obviously it has quite a high melting point. Yes. An atmosphere would yes. probably melt it. She comes across a, um, shall we say, an asteroid made of iridium, and it gives her silver sheen across her bark and she becomes iridium cherry blossom and she after a little bit of soul searching comes to terms with who she is and learns how to blossom herself not using any of the traditional instruments of her people but by creating instruments and sounds from her metal body and from that she goes on to teach others the way of self-expression self um self reflection across the uh, the planet and helping the, the younger people do that but of course this bristles the leaves of the older generation the traditionalists and that i think uh, we should add something in there to say that she would help like older people as well of course of course know, they, she they'd have been would. rejected as well she would of, of course when we say the older generation it's a, a generalization and uh etc etc but dean i'm gonna need to hear you say that she would help she she helps the older generation. <laughs> but this all culminates into a showdown with the conductor, which you can read in episode 86 of Iridium Cherry Blossom. Cool. I'm happy with that. You guys happy with that? Uh, I'm kind of knackered. That, that went on we, we quite a journey. Yeah, it's true. You know, I, I thought I gave you guys an easy prompt, but, well, blame Jeff Goldblum, really. He uh, injected this idea into Macranium and... Jeff um, Goldblum strikes again. It's fine because life found a way. Yeah. <laughs> you stole my joke, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to us come up with a tree-based superhero, alien tree-based superhero. Just a few notes before we leave. We will be attending MCM Comic Con. At least me and Jade will. Sorry, Josh. That's fine. No, I, I'm, I won't be there this year. You'll be there in spirit. Yes. Are there any books that you're on the lookout for? Just generally at the moment that you'd really like to pick up. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Wait a second. <laughs> if, I, I'm going to be keeping these books close to my chest. No. If any of you guys are in the London area, uh, if you're attending the con itself, come find us in the Artist Alley. You can uh, trek down Jade's table. It'll be the one full of beautiful tea stain comics that cafe suwada comic i recommended a few weeks ago you know the one so come come check us out have a chat with us about the podcast about some of the heroes superheroes whatever you like and if you want to talk more about that online then hit us up on twitter at bbr underscore podcast let us know your thoughts about iridium cherry blossom any of our previous superheroes comics in general superheroes in general we are always open for a chat in the meantime, you can help out the podcast by leaving us a review on iTunes. It helps with various algorithms and whatnot, but we can help you by making you into a hero 
the name you leave on your review will be used in the generation of our next superhero. So it's worth it for you. If you can't do that, then just leave us a star review. That very much helps as well. And yeah, just let a friend know about us. If you if you think we're worth it, then pass on the good word, either online or with your own flesh and blood mouth. If you don't think we're worth it, don't mention it at all. Yeah, yeah just, just keep just just, just keep, keep it, keep it no, to yourself. Shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> Jade's Jade's getting heavy on this, much like the. Element. I don't mean it like that. If if we if we ever do something shitty on this podcast, call us out. But if yeah. you just come in and say, "Eh, you're kind of rubbish," then fair enough. But shut the hell up. <laughs> we appreciate your thoughts and your silence. All that's left for me to say is that you have been bitten by a radioactive podcast. My name is Dean McKnight. I'm I'm Bark. Oh, no, I can't think of anything tree-based off the top of my head. And that's my name. <laughs> I remember. Good night, I can't <laughs> think of anything tree-based off the top of my head. That's my name. I've been Bark. That's Dean McKnight. Good night. Oh, good night, everybody. I'm going to go sleep like a log. <laughs> Hello, it's Josh here, just to say that I still haven't come up with a tree-based name. Uh, in the meantime, whilst I do keep on thinking about it, uh, let's roll through some credits. Uh, Bitten by a Radioactive Podcast is hosted by Dean McKnight, Jade Sarson, and me, Josh Randall. It is edited by Dean and also by me. Uh, and hey, for the ninth time this episode uh don't forget you can leave us an itunes review leave a good one and we'll use it in a future episode and you can get in contact with us on twitter bbr underscore podcast until next week where it might be some time for some spooky goings on